0: hey there it's michelle spiva your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of wisdom smack join me on the flip because we're going to be talking about those things that keep you down make you feel like you're slogging through life and cause you to have no sense of direction and i want to ask you When's the last time you did a complete hunt down for all of those areas of rejection and regret that you hadn't dealt with? If you can think of something or if you want to just know how to get clean, join me as we go through going from rejection into a new direction. So stick with me on the flip. It's going to be good. Hey there, and thank you for joining me today. We're going to be going on and getting into how to go from rejection to new direction. And the reason why we're dealing with this today is because uh, there comes a time in your life when you have to get to a point where you have, I think, your Matrix moment. You know, Neo from The Matrix, the first one, when he sticks his hand up with uh, uh, Agent Smith, and he just says, stop. And everything stops. And so today we're talking about that matrix moment where you go from rejection to a new direction. And I would be lying if I tried to make it seem like I have not had to have this and continue to have this running through my mind to keep myself going. Uh, The other day I was talking about uh, achievement and the battlefield. And uh, what I, I didn't get a chance to say with that is that the ghost of a lot of failure will plague you if you don't watch it. And you never want to get to the point where the hates become so bad that they cause you to lose focus on the life that you have to live. I heard a wonderful uh, little platitude a little while back, and it helped me because I, I was able to, you know meditate, marinate on it, if you will. And it simply said you weren't rejected, you were redirected. And I thought it was really powerful. So I'm gonna say it again. You weren't rejected. You were redirected. So for all of those things where you look back, maybe it was a a lost love opportunity or a job or a choice you made that didn't pan out the way you thought it was going to. Beloved, you weren't rejected. You were redirected. Do not live in a life of feeling dejected because you felt like your opportunity was taken from you. And I know you might be shaking your head like that. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And it may not. But there are times that these things lurk and hide from us. And yet they get to snicker at us as they're driving uh, the cars of our lives around. So if there's anything that you feel like, oh, I missed out on it, or, and this is where it loves to hang out, or you feel a lot of regret for the woulda, coulda, shouldas, the if I had only had, if I had only done, if I had only been, watch out for those because that's where a lot of rejection likes to hang out. But, oh, today we got time because we're going to talk about this, how you can go from rejection to a new direction. So the first thing I want to say is there are a lot of big lessons from big rejections. I remember one time I, uh, not one time, but I, I remember I uh, had been engaged. And y'all, I'm, I'm getting real vulnerable here. So I was engaged. I brought the gentleman home to meet my parents. And everything was nice and stuff. And I noticed something with my mom and my grandmother, both of them. And they were like, they were not, you know how you're like distant, but you're nice. So they were really nice, but they weren't their normal selves. And I was like, oh no. And this was the only guy I ever really brought around like that. So it was kind of hurtful. And when we got back, because we lived in a different uh, state than my my family, when we got back home to the state where I lived, him, everything seemed to be Okay but when I talked to my mom, she was like, mm, okay. And I was like, oh, I can't believe it. You're rejecting him. And she was like, eh, you know, she, she was noncommittal is what I could say. She was like, you know what? It's your life, your choice. And my mother had this statement, whatever she was dealing with any of her children and our love lives, she would always say things like you chose them, So you deal with what you get. But this particular time, She was like, "Mm, okay, yeah, all right. And she didn't butt in or any of that kind of stuff. She just gave me that lackluster. So I was feeling dejected because my mother was rejecting, you know, this this guy that I was like, I'm gonna live my life with him. And she was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) And so I don't know if I allowed that to seep in, but what I did do is I, I, allowed myself to try to appreciate my mother's insights. Not that I was believing her. But by this time, I have finally gotten the lesson that my mother wasn't uh, born under a turnip truck yesterday. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think that she would willingly try to hurt me. So let me, you know, let me test this out. So I did. And I called my grandmother and my grandmother just flat out told me, she says, honey, we got you on the prayer list. She really did. She said, we have you on the prayer list. Now, my grandmother, and if you've ever listened to any of my um, podcasts where I've mentioned her, you know that that's my heart. And for her to just come out and say that, I was like, oh, wow. So I put on my big girl panties and I determined through a whole bunch of prayer and stuff to please let me see with objective eyes. And I did. And it hurt. And the reason why it hurt is because at the time, I didn't realize that there was some infidelity going on. And I was distraught. And I was in I got into the comparing game of what made you choose her when, you know, you're with me and just a whole bunch of different things that uh, this podcast is not about. Uh, But in your 20s, you know, your early 20s and uh, not your, let me own this. In my early 20s, I was still forming who I was. I was still operating on a script that I had ingested from my environment instead of the script of my personal life that would keep me sane. And It fell apart because, of course, I confronted and he did not deny it. And then he said some hurtful things and, you know, tried to make it seem like, you know, basically he was was just doing it because I I fit a role for where he wanted to go. But he enjoyed being with this person. And I was like, okay, what a backhanded compliment. And thus. I to this day I can still now I don't I don't regress into the emotions but to this day I can still remember the first week after the breakup and I remember what happened I gained weight I looked like I had been put out and down because after we broke up then he outwardly started dating this person and life went on and I lost out on the friendships because you know let's hang out with the cool couple instead of the morning singleton over here. And it, it got really hard. And I looked at that and I looked at how far I had started wallowing. And going back to my 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 mother and my grandmother, when I told them, you know, everything that had happened, they were so thankful. <laughs> and I was like, why? And my mom was like, you know, I never... um felt like you were going to go through such a bad decision. And I was like, wow. And so they told me some things uh, that, that they had seen with his behavior there that caused them to be aloof when it came to him that bore out what I found out on my own. And I remember my mom saying at the time, she says, well, you know what? There's nothing like learning the lesson for yourself because you tend to not regress when you've learned the lesson. And she was right. I did. But I lived with this rejection for a while. And then my grandmother, um, I would say maybe about a year or so afterwards, she said, "She says, look at what you've achieved. Because by that time, I was starting to get my life back. I was starting to get all that... Um, Depression, weight off, and anger, and all this kind of stuff, and working through and getting my life and not needing to be defined by a relationship or what was expected of me. That I started finding a a new joy in my life. I I, uh, was able to excel at my job and I got good health. I got different friends, and it started me on the path that brought me to where I am now because I got free. And my grandmother says, She says, Doesn't it feel good when you don't have any more invisible ties tying you down? And I understood what she meant at that time. She didn't tell me everything, but I knew that during her time, you got married because that's what was expected. And you learned to love them, but there were some ties that you had to agree to for things that you would never be able to do. And she impressed upon me. She said, you know, you are going to be able to do so much more because you you lived to, to look through this. And what she was saying was this pithy statement that I'm talking to you guys about today. And that is that I wasn't rejected. I was redirected. I don't know by what hand. I don't know what by cause because two people with individual wills were uh, interacting. And so maybe it was my will. Maybe it was his will. I don't know. But I will tell y'all, y'all ready for this one? Ha 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 ha. Some years later, didn't even realize that we ended up seeing each other at a gas station in a completely different state that we da- now live in. And at the time, I didn't even realize it, but I lived less than 5 miles from him and his wife. And as fate would have it, I was coming back from a workout at the gym where I was attending at the time. And I will just say I was gorgeous. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, honey. I mean, I was, you know, sweaty and worked out, but I was, I was good to go because I had on workout clothes. And i you know, was pumping my gas and lo and behold, here he comes walking over saying, is that you? And I was like, Yes. And he's looking me up and down and, you know, doing the eyes and everything. And I'm like, let me shut this down. How's your wife and baby? I heard you had one. Let me see the pictures. And so I make him pull out the pictures just so he knows. And for the split second, I never needed this or even asked for it, but there was a split second where I saw in his eyes what could have been if he and I had been together. And he went so far as to give me his number. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was being nice because I was like, I don't call married men. And we parted ways. And I felt good because I truly saw how my life had been redirected and how I would have never been able to be the woman standing before him those years later had I been with him. And because... The trajectory that he wanted when we were together was the one that he fulfilled. And the spouse fulfilled the role that he had wanted me to play. And by this time, I knew firmly that I could not have ever played that role. Not ever. Mm-mm, not ever. And so it was it was good to, to get that uh, wisdom and that understanding. Now, it hurt a lot. It hurt so much. I never want anybody to have to go through that. But what it taught me was a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk to you about now. And that is when you get, the first one I want to talk about is when you get to these questions, why bother? I'm going to say it again. Why bother? Rejection has a way of turning life upside down so much that it's hard to even answer the question of why bother? Whether it's why bother sprucing up to look nice or why bother making any kind of effort or heaven forbid, why bother getting up out of the bed? Those are questions that rejection, if you are dealing with it, will inevitably bring to you. And then once you work through these, because hopefully you will, the next one is why now? Why is this happening now? Why should I turn things around now? Why now? And once you work through why bother and why now, you will find that you go through a gauntlet. You go through an obstacle course and a race specifically designed for all of the traps that are going to cause you to become better for having learned from them. Explicitly so. I mean, you're going to go to the depths. Uh, when I was uh, in school and learning about the Reformation and uh, Martin Luther and uh, Wittenberg and how he uh, put his treatise up to break away from the universal church, which we know today as the Catholic Church, and he started Protestant Protestantism. He put up this this question and it had come. I mean, he put up these treatises, and it had come from what he called the dark night of the soul of fighting with these types of things. Now, in the in the German, he called it the Unfaktugen, and I hope I'm saying that right for my Germans out there. You know, y'all, I love y'all. I am going to be doing a uh, German word uh, centric one again. I, I I heard from you, and you enjoyed it, so I'm, I got that coming up for you in the in the in the near future. But let me get back on what we're saying. So. He had had this dark night of the soul where he had to wrestle wrestle with the demons of himself, of why bother and why should I do this now? And that's what rejection will put us through. And I can't tell you what to expect in your dark night of the soul because yours is going to be explicitly different from mine because it gets you right where it needs to. And it's usually stuff that you're not even aware of that you have to work through getting from rejection to a new direction requires that you cross this land this ache this this land this barrenness this aloneness this isolation this loss of identity oh yes when i was talking to a friend about my unvictorian I told him, I said, one of the, the most hurtful things for me when I was trying to deal with the why bothers was my almost non-existent tie to a self-identity. At that time, I was dealing with being a young woman, but I was forced with having to figure out who I was outside of any expectations, outside of anybody else, outside of needing to have approval from people so that I could feel. And going through the surgery and and, and of knitting together uh, connections to who I was, who I wanted to be, it was really painful because you don't have anyone that can say, oh yeah, this is right, or yeah, choose that one. You you don't get any buy-in from anybody else. So you have to do it alone. And I mean, I'm saying that from my experience because like I just said, I don't know if that's going to be your experience. Maybe you don't need that. But my rejection caused me to have to get a, a a clue about who I really was so that I could stand 10 toes on it. And the why bother? Why get up and look look nice? Why get my health back? You know, why stop this slow decline into death? Why? it caused me to then look at what were my goals? What was my purpose? What was my contract for being here? What was my reason and and my need to get up every day? And then I had to work through why now? And it came down, no joke, you guys, I managed to get my hands on a Tony Robbins uh, mastery series or something like that. Yeah, because I was like, I just need something. And he said this, and it was, it was, it was new to me at the time. He said, if not now, then when? And he kept saying over and over again, now these were like cassette tapes, <laughs> then I got the CDs. <laughs> it was that long ago, y'all. And he started saying, like, you know, when are you gonna start it? You know, like now. And he kept just harping on now. So instead of trying to give a reason for why now, I just knew that my why now meant now. No matter what I felt, it meant now. And going through, like I said that, and I, I, I'm not going to kid you and say it was one night, y'all. The dark night of the soul does not mean a physical one night. It will go into a season. And it was my dark season. It was my, I don't care or, or whatever. I, and it was my turnaround. And so in hindsight, I can tell you with all conviction and strength of focus and purpose that that was when I personally realized the gift of what rejection can do when you do the work and it will give you a new direction. And I used to think, like I said before, uh, that rejection meant it was something inherently wrong with me. I did something wrong. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy enough. But then when I had that from the conversation with my mother to the one with my, my grandmother to having that dark night of the soul or hitting my wall, if you will, uh, from previous podcasts where I've talked about uh, the uh, stages of achievement and hitting that wall, I found out that I wasn't ready to have what achievement meant for me at that time. So I had to go back into remedial. I got knocked all the way back down to where I was working on the fundamentals of Michelle. I was working on who I am, what I love, what I hate, what I want, what I don't want, who I see myself as, who I see myself as becoming. And boy, I'm going to tell you, when I started emerging out of that cocoon of doing all that work, I had a detachment. I wish I could say that, oh, I felt great. No, I had a detachment to who I was because that person was more, that person was basically blunt to the point. That person uh, marched to her own beat, no matter what you thought. uh, Because I had gotten to the end. At the time, we didn't have that AF, and y'all know what that means. in, in today's vernacular, but I had reached all of the Fs that rhymes with fire trucks that I was going to give. And that was, like I said, before we had these, these um, uh, little acronyms and things in social media today. Uh, but I was over it. I was done. And it was funny because it seemed like coming out of that, I was a magnet for people trying me. And that's the next thing I want to move on to. Don't forget that when you start moving from rejection into a new direction, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. And the reason why you're going to be tested is because you're going from from wandering around to a path of winning through wisdom. Let me say that again. You're going to move from a path of just wandering around aimlessly with no direction, no tether to anything that grounds you to a path of winning and through wisdom. And you need those wins because you, you're rebuilding a soul. You're rebuilding who you are because who you were before has been dashed by not getting the goal that who you were before wanted. So you got to do something, right? And so when I got to this new part that I now had to... uh move differently, operate differently, it took me a little while to embrace her. Even though that was me, it took me a while to, to feel. I was numb, I should say. And I, in hindsight, I think that's what I required so that I could become the Michelle that you experienced today. Because prior to that, I was very malleable. I was very much a people pleaser and and wanting to do all the right things. I I told y'all I had this problem where I always wanted to go to bat and hit a home run on the first throw. I never wanted to fail. I never wanted to miss the mark and I couldn't handle it. And rejection means a big old strikeout for the world to see usually. And I had had a life where up until that time, I studied and did everything I could because in my mind, if you study enough, if you work hard enough, then you should be able to have a, a, a home run at every swing at bat. That's what my, my whole being was around. I had done the work, gotten the accolades and all of this only to have done all the stuff that I was used to doing and getting uh, the, the goals for it to not work out. And so this knew her, I couldn't say. I think Wendy Williams says, I don't know who she is, but I like her. Uh-uh. That wasn't me. I wasn't uh that person. I was like, I know how she got here, and it's gonna take me a minute. <laughs> and so, and when I say a minute, it was a minute. But in hindsight, many years removed from that process that I went through, I can tell you with all assuredness to not skirt away from rejection. Don't, and if you have rejection, don't let that rejection start to fester to create regret because in all of that, guess what I don't have? I don't have one single solitary regret about that whole thing. Not none of it, not none of it. And I told y'all the come up story of actually seeing the guy after many years later when, you know, I'm cute now, that's kind of stuff. Not because I'm trying to be shallow with the I'm cute. But because when we parted, I had no reason to use the number that he readily gave me. I had no reason to dwell on it. I had a a couple of chuckles. And um, I think, yeah, my mom was deceased by then. I, 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 I know I called some of my siblings and we had a good little kiki about it. And, you know, doesn't it feel good? And then I was on, you know, on to the next thing. And that came because of the new direction that rejection wanted for me and had to get me ready to take. Because one of the saddest things that can happen in your life is when you are forced to go in a different way, but you still are mourning and longing for the path that you lost or that you feel you lost. I personally know people who it's been 20 years and they still reject the one that got away. And I'm like, don't you realize they didn't get away? You got to a new direction and you need to embrace, love where you are, love the path you're on. And if you don't love it, make it better by getting onto a new one. And so, as we're coming down to my last little section of dealing with this wandering into winning and wisdom, let me say this that. And this is borrowed from uh, Naval. He says, escape competition through authenticity. And when he said that, I got it on the business side. But this is what it means on the emotional side. The competition that you're escaping is that former self that needs to die. It needs to be put to death with a quick and swift head blow. You need to knock it out and take the fish And leave the bones of the wisdoms and the insights that it has for you. But move away. If you have any part of you that has you longing and grieving and mourning for a path that is no longer available to you, that you no longer can be on, that part needs to die. It just needs to go because you have a part of yourself wandering about and you are dissecting yourself from an ability to have many wins and many wisdom smacks in the path that you have now. Have you ever seen it where you can tell somebody has not truly cut the ties for someone or something? They're not truly able to focus on the new, the now, and the next? That's because there's a bit of rejection, a bit of regret, a bit of longing for the for the dead. And I'm gonna tell you, the dead stink after a while. And sometimes you got to get rid of your grave clothes and that stinkiness of the of the death part of you. You know. When people have limbs that get infected and they start to die off, that's the body's way of trying to uh, save your life by just sacrificing that part that has too much in it, lest it infect your entire body. What happens when you go at this particular time for medical help, they amputate, they cut it off because it's dead and it can help you no longer. And it's a sorrowful thing. It's, oh my God, I can't understand what that means. And I, my heart truly goes out to people who have gone through this. But I think that they have a bigger wisdom than many people because you do have to face leaving the dead behind. And you have to move forward because to try to still mourn for the dead means you divide your attentions and your abilities and your energies. And to go from rejection to a new direction, it means that you have to work through all of the entanglements of that energy, of that habit, of that want that lets you go. You know, there are many different extreme examples we could bring up. For instance, the guy who won't move on after the breakup and she's moved on and heaven forbid, he see her out with another guy and it turns into something that it never should have. Everyone but him can clearly see this guy hasn't moved on. He's not living his life to the fullest. And I never want any of us to be able, I mean, not, uh, not to be able to, but to have to endure that. Um, in other podcasts, I've talked about the difference between uh, truly moving forward or simply learning how to sustain or how to cope. And I want to say this as my time is really coming down to the wire. Going from rejection into a new direction means that you search out every area of your life where you're simply trying to cope with your existence and instead sever that part because it's dead and move on to the part where now instead of coping, you are building a new uh, existence, a new environment. Yeah, it's going to be scary. It's going to be hard. You're going to think that you don't have the resources, the materials, the bandwidth, the ability, the heart to do it, but you can. Because now that you know better, you're able to do better. So it is really time for you to go through and look at all of those areas where rejection might be lingering and hiding. Stop by all of those areas in the back of your mind where regrets come up. And when they come up, you kind of wince at them and try to shake them off. Deal with them and get all of that energy, all of that confusion, and all of that uh, diverted uh, energy and sparks of life that are meant for you to live a full life today in the now. And sever those connections amputate that stuff so that you can move forward into the direction that rejection wanted you to go in in the first place. Trust me, it's way better than you expected. Now, yep, yeah, you're going to have to go through a dark night of the soul. You're going to have to figure out how to answer your why bother and why now. But you will get some big lessons from these big rejections that will help you. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and let me know how you are doing. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping,